Hey everybody, how you doing again today? It's Pastor Chip. Thank you for tuning in. Hope everyone's doing well. So the previous podcast we talked about Gideon and his fleece, right? And so today I'm gonna talk a little more more about the exploits of Gideon in a quick fashion. Because it covers several chapters of Judges. But, um, so we talked about in, um, chapter 6, the Lord said to him in 16, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. So, as one man, it makes you wonder, not literally one man but when you hear the number of people that God put together it's like one man literally one man defeating the army as you see in 7-1 this is Gideon and all of his people rose early and encamped beside the well of Herod so that the camp of the Midianites was on the north side of them by the hill of Morah in the valley so the two armies were camp- camped on the opposite sides of, of a mountain range in anticipation of battle the next day. And back in those days, armies didn't fight at night. They camped at night and drank and partied and got ready for the next day. So the Lord says to Gideon, he says he's got too many men with him. He said, he, you brought a big army and you're going to be able to defeat them. And the people are going to claim the glory for themselves. They're not going to give God the glory. So I need you to, I need you to thin the herd. He said, Therefore proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. That's verse 3. And 22,000 of the people returned, but 10,000 remained. So... He showed up with 32,000 soldiers. And the Lord said to Gideon, That's still too many. You got too many. We got to thin them out a different way. He said, Tell everybody to go get a drink of water. So, literally, what the Bible says is, Bring them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. Then it will be that of whom I say to you, The one shall go with you, the name shall go with you. And of whomever I say to you, this one shall not go with you. The same shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone who laps from the water with his tongue, as a dog laps, you shall set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink. And the number of those who lapped, putting their hand into the mouth, putting their hand to their mouth, was three hundred men. And all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink water. So, God used a simple thing. You know, it's like eating with your hands or eating with a fork. He said the guys that scoop the water up with their hands and drink it out of their hands versus the ones that get down and lap it up out of the the creek. The ones that act like dogs, send them home. The ones that act like they got some sense and manners, we're going to keep them. So, essentially, out of 
10,000 men, only 300 scooped the water up and drank it out of their hands. And the Lord says in verse 7, By the 300 men who lapped, I will save you and, the, and deliver the Midianites into your hand and let everybody else go back home. So you know these guys are going, Oh man, this guy, this fool is going to fight an army with 300 men on the other side of the mountain. So it happened that the Lord told them to get up at night and go down with his servant and hear what they were saying. So they went down and listened and they, they heard the Midianites and they were afraid. The Midianites had dreamed, he had a dream, he was talking about how um, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp, came to a tent and struck it, so it fell over, overturned, and the tent collapsed. And his companion said, it's nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, the man of Israel. God has delivered Midian and the whole camp. And how many, you say? Well, in verse seven, twelve, chapter 7, verse 12, it says, The Midianites and the Amalekites, all the people of the east, were laying in the valley as numerous as locusts, and their camels were without number as the sand by the seashore in multitude. That's a lot of people, right? So so the short of it is God gives them a plan. He gives them trumpets. He tells them to take a torch and hold it under a pot. And he splits his army in, of 300 into three groups of 100. And he takes 100 and the other 100 on one side and 100 on the other side. And they go and surround the camp. And then they get down there, and it, when Gideon gives a signal, they uh, they blow their trumpets and smash their pots and expose their torches, and uh, it caused panic in the camp. And it said when. Um, when the 300, in verse 22, blew the trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his companion throughout the camp, and the army fled to Beth Acacia. So, panic and chaos swept the camp, and they killed themselves. And the ones that fled, got away from killing and slashing and hacking, fled. And it goes on through chapter 8 that, you know, he pursues them. Gideon and his army uh, pursue the people. And let's see, he kills for the army of the people at least for 120,000 men who drew the sword had fallen. And another 15,000. So, you know, Gideon goes on and on and own killing and organizing but he res he restores Israel they offer him the leadership to him and his his children and um, but Gideon said to them I will not rule over you nor shall my son rule over you the Lord shall rule over you that's in 823 Um, and then we go on. He lived a long life. 
I mean, this boy, whoo, he had, Gideon had 70 sons who were his own offspring, for he had many wives. Now, that's 70 sons. You know, I've had two daughters and hadn't had a son yet. How many daughters did he have? How many children did Gideon have? Seventy sons is all that's mentioned here. And so, in verse 33, it says, So it was, as soon as Gideon was dead, the children of Israel played again the harlot with the Baals and made Baal Bereth their god. So what, what, am I, what is saying here? I'm going to put it in a perspective. There was down times. Bad times in this in Israel. And God lifted up a judge called Gideon and he restored um it says the country was quiet for forty years in the days of Gideon. God restored Israel in its place as his chosen for 40 years, they had peace and prosperity because of Gideon. And when Gideon died, people forgot what he had done. They forgot what the country had done. They forgot what the army had done. They forgot <coughs> excuse me, how they had chased everybody out of their land and how they had peace and prosperity they forgot how good they had it and then they returned to worshiping evil the devil the temple the things of baal they played the heart they played the whore with baal is what they're saying is they sold their souls and their country to the devil for luxury and money, alcohol, and whatever. And that's the end of that story. And you're wondering, where's Chip going? Well, yesterday they voted in a new Supreme Court justice. And if you just look at where our country has gone in, since the 60s, we've taken prayer out of school. Uh, we've taken prayer out of sports. You had um, a football player that would kneel and give credit to God, Tim Tebow. And people laughed at him and mocked him. But then you had a a flunky football player, I'm not even going to say his name, who started a kneeling and for oppression of black people. But, you know, I'm not saying black people don't have an issue, but I'm just saying there's a, a guy that distorted events and used his paid venue to draw attention to himself wore socks that said 
kill pigs or whatever it was about the police. And nobody said anything. And now the wave is rolling. <clears throat> now you got... California's changing the pedophile laws. Because now pedophiles say they have rights. You've got our world is turned upside down. You've got a people saying that abortion babies don't have rights. That, you know, women have the right to do with their bodies as they want to. Well, you know, I agree with that. But you know, abortion is not birth control. You don't want to have a baby? Get on birth control. You don't want to have a baby? Don't have sex. That child didn't ask for it. Don't get me started on this. I'll hurt somebody's feelings. I swear. You know, you don't want to get burned. Don't put your hand in the flame. God gave you enough sense to figure out other things. But our world, our world has had a high moment. This country was founded on Christian freedom, and I don't care what you say. You want to sit out there in your in the podcast world and tell me I don't know what I'm talking about, maybe you need to look at the history of the United States and how it was founded. It was founded for religion, religious freedom, founded on the basis of the Bible and the Ten Commandments. But our founding fathers valued the freedom to worship that they said no country should ever oppress that freedom again because they fled a country because of that. And that's why... They put in that little separation of church and state clause. They didn't want the government controlling your religion. Not that the government shouldn't have any religion input in it. Because it was founded on the freedom of religion. The Ten Commandments. Go to Washington. Look all around at all the documents. Matter of fact, if all law, just so y'all wonder, all law is founded on the Ten Commandments. You take away the basis and foundations of that, and we have anarchy. You take God out of it, you have anarchy. And just like Gideon, he said, The Lord shall rule over you in verse 23. And when the moment Gideon died, and he was the reminder of, of God and the great things that God had done for the Israel nation, they resorted to their evil and violent ways and threw God out. And it was all over again. And if you read the Old Testament, that's exactly what happens. Story after story, high and low, high and low. The people are riding the wave of prosperity and demise. Prosperity and demise. And our country is right now at the tipping point. We're at the literal tipping point with this election. The wrong people get in power. Our country is set up for a nosedive. 
They want to take God out of everything. They want to take law and order out of everything. They want to let you just kill children, abort children. They have no say. They want to give away everything in this country to illegal illegal immigrants. And that's exactly what happened to Rome. That's what happened to Israel. Too many immigrants came in and took over without having law and order. Law and order. A semblance of authority. It's what keeps anarchy at the door. And it's just an example for all y'all that are married and have kids, just open your take your doors off the hinges. And let people come and go. Let people come and go take food out of your cupboards and use your bathrooms and sleep in your beds. You're going to get tired of it after a while. You're the one working, paying the bills. And those are your children you want to protect. But yet, you don't want that for everybody else. I don't know how more simple to make it for some people. You know, our media plays partial clips. You know, they don't play the whole clips of what our president says. There's a complete distrust and lack of respect, mostly lack of respect for the office of our president of the United States. If you respect leadership and authority, I don't care who you are, That's the order of discipline, good discipline. And you know, I hate to tell you this, but in 30 years of the military, I didn't like all my commanders, but I had blame sure respected him and obeyed his orders because he was the one responsible for good order and discipline in a unit. And it's the same for the leaders of this country. For a speaker of the house to rip up a a speech behind the president should have been carried out in chains. Good order and discipline ensures success. If you went to work tomorrow and your boss didn't show up and didn't tell you what to do and didn't show up for a week and you're not doing the things that need to be done, is there going to be any product for the company to make money for the boss to pay you? It's the same with the president. He's responsible for the good order and discipline of this country and the product of this country. We can't... You know, if you go to the hospital... And everybody's got a cut. They got band-aids. But if you go to the hospital and everybody just wants a free band-aid, 
If people come in with a really bad cut, then what are we going to do? If everybody wants a cookie out of the cookie jar, but nobody's got the bag of cookies to replace them, what are we going to do? That's the same with our money, people. You can't keep printing money. Our monetary system is backed by trade, free trade, and the global economy. You can't give it all away. I tell you what, get on an airplane, you got a problem with the United States, and you want free stuff, get on an airplane, and go get off in Switzerland or Germany, Great Britain. They have a lot of this uh, free social stuff for their people. But I, I dare you, go get on a plane and get off and tell them you want to stay. Let me know how that works out for you. You're going to be a person with no home. They're going to put you right back on a plane. Especially try it in China and Russia or Venezuela. You like it so much, go down there. Again, my point is, Gideon said, The Lord shall rule over you. And then in verse 33, So as soon as Gideon was dead, the children of Israel again plundered, played the harlot with the bells. When we're kicking God out and playing the harlot with the devil, we're not going to have a very successful United States. And that, my folks, is the end of my podcast. I hope everyone gets out and votes. And for all you people that want free stuff, remember, if it gets passed, I'm going to come get your free stuff. Just think about that. It's a double-edged sword. God bless. Keep the faith. Keep praying. We need prayer. And keep God first, people.